Welcome to our podcast from Goring Community School. Today we'll be discussing some uh, different topics. First up, spooks. Hello and welcome to our podcast segment. Just a quick disclaimer, some content may be sensitive to some listeners. Today we will be talking about the unsolved murder of three-year-old Kaylee Marie Anthony. Okay, so Kaylee Anthony was born on August 9, 2005. Her mom was Casey Anthony and her grandparents are Cindy and George Anthony. Um, Casey had Kaylee at 19, so it was obviously an unplanned pregnancy. She heavily considered giving Kaylee up for adoption or having an abortion, but the only reason why she didn't is because her mom, Sydney, convinced her not to. Casey's lifestyle was a really party lifestyle. She was kind of crazy, type to be out taking drugs and drinking, just constantly partying. Um, she also denied being heavily pregnant, being pregnant until she couldn't lie anymore, so basically until she was heavily pregnant. So this showed signs of being a pathological liar. Nobody knew who the father was, but her fiancé, Jesse Grande, helped raise Kaylee. Um, okay, so into the storyline. So around June 14, 2008, Casey had a fight with her parents and left the house with Kaylee. Sydney, her, Casey's mom, would call all the time to check up on Casey and Kaylee, but each time Casey had an excuse as to why Kaylee couldn't talk on the phone or come visit her. This went on for around a month. During this month, Casey was out partying, doing her usual. She also got a tattoo saying, beautiful life. Um, about a month later, on July 14th, 2008, Casey's car was put into the tow, tow yard. George, her dad, went to pick it up, and while he was there, he smelled an awful smell, like um, the smell of a deceased body. Sydney then tracked down Casey, asking where Kaylee was. Casey said that Kaylee was with Danny the nanny, who is supposedly the nanny who minded Kaylee. So, um, Casey then drove around Sydney looking for Zanny the nanny until she basically couldn't lie any longer again. And that's when she told her mom. That day, Casey came clean to her mother and admitted Kaylee had been missing for a whole 31 days. According to Casey, Kaylee had been with Zanada Fernando Gonzalez, better known as Zanny the nanny. However, once a report was finally filed, the police investigation said otherwise. During the investigation, it was found that there was DNA found in the boot of Casey's car, along with the fact Zanny the Nanny didn't exist. It was also discovered that searches such as neck breaking and chloroform were found on Casey's personal search engine. This was all incriminating of Casey, who was already charged with child neglect, but bailed out by her sickeningly loyal parents who took the blame. However, on December 11, 2008, a body was found during a search party in a remote location by one of the men on the team. The body was found in a plastic bean bag in a swamp and duct tape on the head and mouth. This body unfortunately was identified as the young Kaylee Marie Anthony. So Rachel, what do you think? The fact that she did not report Kaylee missing for 30 days is enough to convince me that she killed her. Uh, do you think that the nanny had anything to do with the murder of Kaylee Anthony? No, um, Zanny was found, she was actually somebody um, that did live in the area and she was a nanny, but she wasn't found guilty as like she had no connections with Casey or Kaylee at all. She had nothing to do with them. Why would Casey kill her? 
Well, um, as we know, Casey had a very party lifestyle. Kids weren't really a part of her plan. She was very young. But also um, in court, to like add to this theory, she accused her father of uh, sexually molesting her when she was a child. And she blames this for her outlandish behavior in her later years. However, take this with a grain of salt. She has been known to be a pathological liar. So I don't know if it's true or not. But yeah, that's the reason why. What was her excuse for the corpse smell in her car? Um, her excuse was basically that she had garbage bags in the boot of the car for, I think it was two weeks or something like that. And that was her excuse for the smell, which wouldn't add up to the evidence of the DNA and stuff that they found in the car. However, a few months later, the car was crushed, um, which re- basically got rid of all the evidence. Did they do forensics before the car was crushed? Yes, forensics was done on the car. There was DNA, uh, like human DNA, found in the boot of the car, and which would explain the smell. And there was also cadaver dogs, which are used to smell dead bodies and blood um, at the scene, which also responded to the smell in the boot. And anyone with a nose, according to the police, would have known that that was not the smell of garbage, but it was the smell of a dead body. What I want to know is how Casey was not found guilty. Well, most of the problem to do with the reason Casey wasn't found guilty wasn't the fact that there wasn't enough evidence, but it is to do with the American justice system, which has many flaws in it, as we know from other cases, such as O.J. Simpson case. There was so much evidence present that he did commit those murders, but he was not arrested. And to me, it is very corrupt. So the real question here is, is there a problem with um, Casey being arrested or were the American justice system really at fault here? Is she guilty? Like, she probably is, in my opinion. But, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and catch you next time on... Good afternoon. Welcome to Chats with Becky. I'm your host, Rebecca. Since Halloween is right around the corner, we'll be talking about a few spooky topics like ghost conspiracy theories, the Mandela effect, and our dreams at night and meaning behind them. First topic is conspiracy theories. I have Kate and Maven here to talk about theories behind ghosts. Kate, have you had any personal paranormal experiences? Yes, I have had many paranormal experiences. Um, One was when I was younger, candles used to blow out on all my birthday cakes and the keys would shake in the door and at midnight I would hear screaming of little children and one time I got out of my shower and there were scratches all over my backs that weren't there before and then one night my auntie saw a child in old clothes standing in my bedroom. Oh, and you're sure that the candles didn't blow out from the wind? There was no wind, all the windows were closed. Kate, do you think it's the, your family that are getting haunted or the house? I think it's my family. And Baven, what do you think about all this? There are many conspiracy theories around ghosts and aliens. Recently, Area 51 has been a hot topic in the media. There was recently an Area 51 raid where, where um, loads of people were supposed to go, but ended up, it ended up being called off and four people were arrested. Area 51 is a U.S. Air Force military installation located at Groom Lake in southern Nevada. Area 51 is not accessible to the public and it's under 24-hour surveillance. Are there many stories about Area 51? 
Um, yeah, there are a few. Um, one is in 1989, a man named Robert Lazar claimed he worked on extraterrestrial technology inside Area 51. He told TV reporter George Knapp that he saw autopsy photos of aliens. It's not known why Area 51 is called Area 51. The US government has not provided any information about the research currently being conducted inside the facility. That's whack, Bathin. Thanks for them stories. All right, ladies. Thanks for your time and stories. Next topic will be about the Mandela Effect with Holly. Welcome to the show, Holly. Thanks, Rebecca. Can you explain to us what the Mandela Effect is? The Mandela Effect is a false memory and a psychological phenomenon where a person recalls something that did not happen or something that happened differently from the way it actually happened. The, phenom the phenomenon was... a initially investigated by psychological pioneers Pierre Jana and Sigmund Freud. The reason the theory came out is very strange. It's called the Mandela Effect because countless people distinctly remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s, even though he actually died in 2013. Ooh, that's cool. Can you give us some examples of it? There are many mind-blowing examples of the Mandela Effect, such as the Looney Tunes, a child's uh, cartoon, is actually called the Looney Tunes, and many people actually remember it being called Tunes, spelled T-O-O-T-O-O-N-S. Another example of the theory is the iconic line in Snow White. Many of us remember it being Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, where the line actually reads, Magic Mirror on the Wall. OMG, that's so weird. Thanks, Holly, for freaking us out. Now we welcome the two Shaunas, they will be talking about some of their dreams. So Shauna O, oh, what's the most common dream? The fallen dream is the most frequent dreams we experience throughout our life. It's believed that something in your life is spiraling out of control. The length of a dream can vary. They may last for a few seconds or 20 to 30 minutes. That's so crazy. And Shauna G, do you think your dreams have any meaning? Most dreams are psychological, so you can get a reflection of things that influence your waking mind. Dreams are often emotional as well. Emotional experiences in dreams are frequent, intense, and possibly biased towards negative emotions. The first person to study dreams was Sigmund Freud. His theory argued that dreams are wishful fulfillment and symbolic messages of unconsciousness or unknown wants or desires. That's deadly. Thanks, girls. Hope you all have a great Halloween and tune in next week for some more Chats with Becky. Peace. Tonight on Sogcast, I'm your host, Robert, my co-presenter, Oscar. How are you? My other co-presenter, Aaron. Hey. And our three guests for tonight are Alex. What it is. Joe. It me. And Shade. Hello. So tonight we're going to be talking about the Logan Paul versus KSI fight. It's been much, muchly anticipated since the last fight, but this year it's a step up from last year. As in last year there was headgear and there was, uh, it wasn't 10 ounce gloves and this year it's going to be a lot more serious. So if you don't know who these boys are, one's from the UK and uh, he's got 20 million subs going by the name of KSI, JJ, and the other is Logan Paul from America, who's got a bit of controversy about him, but he's trying to cut, change clean sheet and maybe start up the boxing again, and he's uh, got about 20 million subs as well. And uh, this year, without the head guards, we're expecting a knockout from these uh, fighters. So lads, what's the tea with the Logan Paul KSI fight? What are the thoughts from you on it? Uh, well, I'd say it's clickbaited and used 
it's like milked for all the money that it can be and it's just a waste of time at this point. I feel like from the first fight it was originally planned to be a draw. So like the hype for the second fight is just they've built up this rivalry between the two of them and like they've already made money from the first one and like the money from the second one as well like it'll be a lot. Uh, especially with Eddie Hearn organising the event, it's going to make a lot of money. Pay-per-view, there'll probably be about a million and a half people playing pay-per-view and then an arena full of tens of thousands as well. I'm going to have to disagree with what Joe said about it being scripted because if they wanted to make even more money off it, they would have done KSI winning the first fight or Logan Paul, whichever one of them. Then they would have had the other one win the second and then they would have had the third final fight to... Uh, settle it out and they would have made three fights uh, so another ma- another fight worth of money like this is like the second fight and there is going to be a third fight after this again but then there's no point in having like there's no point this goal would be the settler of the, it, if it was a draw in the first fight there would be no point in having like uh, a winner of this one then a winner of the next one so, yeah because it's over now after this one anyway whoever wins it Lads, any uh, thoughts on who's going to win though and predictions on who's going to win the fight? Um, I mean, I obviously want KSI to win, but he's bringing in Logan's dead dog, and that's just that's just too far, really. I think the whole... Uh, any, or who else wants uh, to I think on paper, Logan Paul should win, but I think KSI's attitude and the press conferences helped him a lot more than Logan Paul's did. Joe? Yeah, um... I think KSI is going to win just because purely attitude-based. Like I think when it comes to it, he'll rise up and take the W. I think uh, Logan Paul is going to win. I think KSI is just getting a bit too cocky for it all. And I don't know, Logan Paul just has a longer reach and he looks better and for the fight. Yeah, but what's it? Logan has a fight in history in wrestling and everything, and he has more time to prepare for this fight than he did with the last, what did he have, like four months last time? Yeah, so he's going to be well better than he was. He's going to have well better stamina. He's going to be a well better fighter than he was last time. So I say he's going to win. And personally, in my opinion, I think, though, my boy KSI is going to dig it up from the grave, as he always does, and he finds a way to get, a, get the victory. Yeah, but uh, just because he was won in a few press conferences doesn't mean he's going to be the better fighter. Just because he won in an argument, like Logan Paul has a um, heavyweight champion boxer as a coach as well, whereas KSI has just a mediocre. Well, he's not really that mediocre. Like he, what's got, he's knocked out of his three professional fights so far. He's knocked out two of them, and he won the third convincingly. Anyway. So I say they both have good trainers, but it's just the fact that Logan has more experience and what's it? Well, look, lads, we could argue here all day about Logan Paul versus KSI, but the real question that a lot of you are asking is, is Jake Paul uh, dodging and he's on Gibb on the undercard fight? Um, I think he is, but I think it will go ahead because it's just going to get so much money. Jake is going to get so much money off of it and it's just going to get him a lot more noticed as... He's not really as popular anymore as what he was after the whole, like, Logan suicide forest epidemic, everything like that. Well, personally, I think, because uh, Jake keeps on referring back to Anis on game not having enough clout, and uh, that 
he, you know, Anisan Gibb is irrelevant. But really, in the moment, if you actually look at the views, Anisan Gibb is pulling consistently more views than Jake Paul. So he's going to have to think of a new excuse to not fight him, I suppose. Yeah, but you should see like the sub gap between the both of them. Even though he may be pulling more views now, just on the back of the fight after the fight, he's going to be completely like way less relevant while Jake Paul with his 20 million subscribers he's going to be pulling in those views probably more after this because he's getting a UK audience after fighting Gibb as well so that's something to think about any other thoughts on the on the undercard um yeah I think Jake Paul is using a lot of excuses because we've seen uh Gibb fight before and he looks a very talented fighter and low uh, Jake Paul did struggle against Deji who's not the best fighter in the world so I think it is an excuse to try to get away from Gib. So, uh, lads, we're going to wrap it up here today. Uh, November 9th is the date for the Logan Paul KSI fight. We will not be sure. Hopefully we will see an undercard, Anis on Gib versus Jake Paul. That's, the, that's what we all want, I suppose. But uh, November 9th, Staples Center in LA. Uh, Pay-per-view on most streaming services. I believe Dazan is the sponsored app, so I hope, to, uh, I hope you're all watching it. And uh, so, this is the. We're all going to say goodbye to, for myself, Robert, Oscar, Aaron, Alex, Joe, and Shane. Good luck, lads. Hello, welcome back to Untold Stories. This podcast deals with crime towards children, and some content may be sensitive to some listeners. I am your host, Chloe Keaton. Today we'll be dealing with the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. Emma, can you tell us um, what you know about the disappearance of Maddie? Well, Madeleine Bette McCann was taken from her holiday apartment on the 3rd of May in 2007 in the Algarve region of Portugal. Since then, there has been many different conspiracy theories surrounding her disappearance. One of the main conspiracy theories was that her parents accidentally killed her. A few months after Madeline went missing, Jerry and Kate McCann were named as suspects. Rebecca, what are the reasons her parents are named suspects? There are many reasons as to why they might have killed her. One is that they would sedate their children every night with Calpol to help them sleep. People believe that on the night of May 3rd, the McCann's accidentally overdosed her on Calpol, which led her to death. It is believed that when they discovered that she was dead, they hid her body for several weeks and staged an abduction. Louise, tell us about the evidence they have used to support these theories. After the parents were listed as suspects, the police investigated them thoroughly. When a sniffer dog was brought, it discovered that Madeline's toy teddy that Kate would always hold in public had come in contact with a corpse. A rental car with they, which they had got after Madeline disappeared had traces of her blood in it. Some of what Kate, Gary and other people on the holiday said didn't add up, such as Kate saying that she looked under the bed for Mad- Madeline, but it was later revealed that the bed was only a few centimetres off the ground. Madeline's dad, Gary, was also carrying a child many people claimed. Eventually, in July of 2008, Jerry and Kate McCann were cleared as suspects. So, Ellen, can you tell us about the burglary gone wrong? 
Many people believe that someone may have broken into the McCann's apartment through an open patio door. It is believed that Maddie may have woken up and the intruders panicked and killed her accidentally or took her with them. The Scotland Yard haven't ruled this theory out yet, but there is no actual proof of this. So, Emma, explain the final theory to us. The last theory that we will discuss today is about the possibility of being abducted by a paedophile. There was 38 known sex offenders in the Algarve at the time. One in particular was convinced paedophile Raymond Howlett, who lived less than an hour away from where the Macandra stayed. It had been said that Howlett had been talking about selling children to gypsies. He later died in 2010 before anything could be proved. Unfortunately, it will probably never be revealed about what happened to Madeleine McCann on the night of May the 3rd. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to Untold Mysteries. Hello, my name is James. I'm the host and welcome to our section of this podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hoogabooga. Hi. Uh, John. What's up? And Frank. Wiki wiki wow! Uh, today we're going to be talking about vaping. Vaping is a form of inhaling nicotine without the combustion. We're going to start off with why people start vaping. Uh, so, I'm John and uh, personally I started vaping because I've been smoking for two years. Obviously that's like not a very long time but... Um, you know, it was, it was like a trend, so everyone was doing it. Like, they were quitting smoking and all, so they bought a vape. So, like, I just decided to try it out. And, like, um, I've been going good ever since, and I feel I feel way better anyway. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my story. Uh, hi, my name's Frank. Uh, I started vaping because all my friends were vaping. I saw others vaping, and I thought I'd just want to try it out. And ever since then, I really loved it, and I just think it's great. So, uh, do you think you were peer pressured into vaping, or was it your own choice? Uh, my friends vape, but it was my decision to start vaping. They didn't try and make me do it. It was my decision. And John, did you like? Did you start to get off cigarettes, or did you want to do it as well as cigarettes? And you just slowly got rid of the fags in the process. Uh, well, like, yeah, I kind of wanted to do uh, out of my own curiosity as well. Like, and uh, I wanted to like quit smoking because like it just the the smell of it is terrible as well obviously and like uh vaping when you're vaping like the smell like you you can't smell anything but like when you're smoking it's just it's just like horrific like you know but is vaping better for you than smoking or is there a lot of chemicals we don't know about yet because vaping is only a new thing like we don't know all the side effects of it we don't have a lifelong vapor to talk to us about that what do you think james uh, well, like, I think there really isn't enough research done at the moment, but, like, obviously it's not good for you. Like, it's a nicotine at the end of the day. It's the same thing that's in tobacco. So, like, you're, no one's really doing it thinking they're being healthy. It, it's just supposed to be a healthy alternative. Although, like, some people do just start vaping, and they didn't smoke before. It's kind of, like, bad, I suppose. Young people are starting to vape, though, but, like, would you recommend vaping to someone or would you tell someone to just not try vaping whatsoever? Well, I personally, uh, I would recommend vaping to someone who has been smoking for a long time, like, because I personally find it, like, so much better. And, like, money-wise, you, like, you save a lot of money, like, you know, like, a bottle of juice would cost, like, a fiver, while, like, a box of cigarettes would cost, like, thirteen fifty now, you know? So, like, I, I would definitely recommend vaping to... um 
to people who are trying to quit smoking. But would if people ask you, should I start vaping? What would you say to them? Uh, I would advise them not to go near vaping because it's unnecessary to create an addiction for yourself, and it's so easy to get addicted to it, and it creates an unnecessary crutch for you. And it's very hard to like get unaddicted from it. It just takes over you. Do you think that um, they should sell fruity flavors? Because that's like suggesting that they're healthy, and then younger kids will get influenced to vape. Like I think that like they should be allowed because no one wants to just vape like tobacco flavoring, but they should make more of an effort to keep vaping out of the hands of children because and young teenagers. I don't think that's right. I think the eccentric colours on the packaging and the nice names like candy floss and all that's just attracting children to try and get that flavour all the time without eating all the sugar and having an unhealthy diet, even though vaping's not good for you in the first place. Yeah, I think I I agree with that a lot. I think uh, that, like as you said, candy floss like that does attract like a lot of young children to get into vaping, which isn't really a good thing. But for people who are trying to quit smoking, like you know, uh, like fruit flavors have come in, and like obviously tobacco isn't your only option, which I think is um, a good thing. Uh, like, what's your experience with like going to vape shops? Like, do you think it would be easy for an underage person to get served, like to get a vape or get juice? Uh, I'm 15 and many times I've walked into the vape shop and they serve you, they don't ask for ID, they don't care really, they just want to sell their product to you. Yeah, like I think that that just shouldn't be allowed and they should make more of an effort to stop that and like you should definitely be ID because that's just not really on. I think vaping doesn't have as bad a name as it should because even though right now we don't know the exact side effects of it on your body or your health, but we shouldn't be promoting it to be good either until we do know what them effects are and until we know that it is safe, as they say at the moment. Uh, thanks for listening and I hope this has given you a bit of an insight on vaping. Oh, wiki, oh, wiki, 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 wow! wow. <laughs>